Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. to the Inspired Evolution and it is such a treat to be here today because we have Leila El Qadri. Did I say that right, Leila? Did I say your last name right? Yes, you did. I know. <laughs> um, so for those tuning in for the first time to Leila's Vibe, Leila's a transformational coach. She's an author. She's an artist. She's an inspirational speaker, somatic therapist, and she's deeply committed to inspiring humanity to wake up and rise. And if you have any doubts about this, there's this video that she created called The Rise of the Feminine. Go check it out on YouTube. It is incredible. It had, I think something ridiculous happened to it. It went viral, right? So like it had half a million views in like just a month. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. It's gorgeous. And the, this whole thing about art, I can't wait to dive into this conversation with you. And through, through Layla's art and work, she's igniting a new generation of world leaders and change makers to proclaim their voice, create a new way of living, of basically personal freedom and embodied wisdom, Right. And the word embody is really important, I think, in this conversation as well. We're going to dive into that a little bit. She spent basically half a decade diving deep and absorbing the wisdom of ancient traditions and cutting-edge therapies. She's created a powerful work methodology that bridges mindset and uh, embodiment, again, to create lasting transformations. So let's, um, let's, let's get started into that. Leila, how did this journey begin for you? Like, what Was there something in there that happened for you that sort of ignited you to realize that, like, you know, like I know somatic practicing is all about like what's going on in your body, what you're holding. Where did this, where did this begin? Tell me, tell me. <laughs> well, thank you very much for having me in the podcast and for uh, introducing me in such a powerful, beautiful way. I love that you said personal freedom and embodied wisdom. Yes, that's it. That's, that's, that's my jam. That's my jam. <laughs> that's what, I love. what I'm all about. And I have chosen an entry point into activating personal wisdom. Um, through self-expression. And uh, I will dive a little bit in the, in the reasons why on my personal journey there, but the essence of this, if someone can't stay more than the first three minutes of the podcast, <laughs> the essence of this is 
everything that each one of us is seeking for in this life is already within. Mm. And it's not a matter of going to acquire new information as much as learning how to activate the inner wisdom and how to really embody it. And every single human being that I have come across in my human life has a deep desire to create a life of happiness, joy, fulfillment, connection, uh, integrity, all of these values that we all resonate with. And the key for me strives in the creation. We want to create a life of fill in the blank. And yet we got stripped away from our power as creators. Um, all our journey, all of us, even the luckiest one that were born in really conscious families and went to the best schools, we had to give away our self-sovereignty at one point or the other over authority, over the school, over the teachers, our family. There was always someone that knew better than us what it was good for our lives. And so in that journey, we lost our capability and our trust in our own ability to create. And so it's like a painter that gets the canvas and gets the colors and gets the technique, but then is told not to paint. And so it's, it's blocked right there when its power is um, most potent, which is in the creation. So we find ourselves living lives that are not the lives we want to live, reinforcing patterns that are not the patterns that we believe in and creating realities that we don't vibe with that we don't love, that we are not a full fucking body yes to. And it's not because anything is wrong with us. It's because we have to reactivate, we have to reconnect um, that inner power. And that's why I call my work the bridge between mindset and embodiment. Because mindset is the part of us that understands. We understand what we want. We have a sense of where we want to go. Mm -hmm. But it's not until we embody it, it's not until we walk the talk, it's not until we breathe art and we, you know, breathe in inspiration and breathe out creation that we can actually create that reality. So, that is said. <laughs> I love that. Now we can go slower. So now we, I think it's only going to speed up from here, to be honest. <laughs> I really want to know. So, like, what happened? Like, is there, is there a point in your life that sort of, like, where, what triggered this work for you to become part of your journey? Like, at what point did you realize that perhaps you weren't embodied um, or you had installed all the mindsets and that, or, like, you know, where, where did this, how did this become, you know, like, because everything you're sharing makes a lot of sense now. Um, and I think that's kind of the potency of truth, right? When you hear it, you can't really um, deny it. Um, so it makes a lot of sense and it totally resonates and totally lands. But I'm aware that, you know, these um, normally a lot of these, in these massive insights to be able to share something so authentically, so vulnerably, so truthfully comes from having um, been in perhaps, you know, a situation where you've had to learn through the hard, hard mind. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something that I, I love that you start with this question because, um, if we look out in the world, we see a lot of people that feel lost, that feel stuck, that feels like um, there's no way out. And for them to look at people like us that have taken the step and are creating their own lives, it feels like we have something that they don't. But with all the humility of the world, I can only speak for myself, but I have a sense this is across all of us. We are in this side because we went through it. We went through the dark night of the soul. We went through the, the, the lost part of the journey, you know. And I love the uh, analogy of the hero's journey of Joseph Campbell. Um, 
it's only when the hero has the opportunity to get in a battle or the hero has is confronted with the dark forest where he's going to get lost that the hero can grow and learn and pick up the tools that then are going to be used to build the, the more bright part of the journey, right? So for me, it was a long, long, dark night of the soul. I can tell that I wasn't fully embodied and I full, didn't fully arrive to this physical avatar till the age of 25. Mm. And so as a young girl, it was an inadequacy. I just felt like this human life was was awkward. These bodies were difficult to navigate. I felt like I loved my parents and my family so much, but there was no way to express it, give it or receive it. I remember this awkwardness of being human. You really want to be one with your mama, but the hug is not enough. And very soon your mom is like, okay, enough of the hug, you know, and you get pushed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, also, I also remember being very young, um, maybe six or seven, maybe even younger, because my brother was not even born. So I was probably five and being at my parents' house and getting all these costumes and music and instruments and taking full days in my room, creating worlds and then feeling really frustrated that I couldn't take my family or all my friends into this box. They, they wouldn't understand it, you know? Mm-hmm. So this evolved and as I was growing up, um, that inadequacy just grew up with me. And, you know, going through the ages of having to go into college and, and really being structured by society into thinking this way and, and, and being supposed to go this direction or that direction. And soon enough, I found that all the gifts and all the qualities that I was given um, became a burden because they were being seen through the lens of expectation. So I was supposed to be brilliant at school. I was supposed to be, you know, I remember being... Um, taking German and, and English uh, as a Spanish uh, little girl learning German and English, doing ballet classes, playing cello, doing piano, uh, going to school, like all of these things that I was asking for to develop my creativity. Yet when I would enter those processes, it was always, there was a result, there was a goal that needed to be achieved. And so once again, it wasn't about what I wanted to express. It wasn't about what I was feeling. It was about reaching these milestones that society put for us there. So I went about being the best at reaching those milestones, um, just because that's my personality. My brother, who's also a brilliant human being, uh, chose the opposite um, direction. He chose to resist it all and be a total rebel and <laughs> do shit with it. Yeah. So we were, we were both in our own ways trying to figure out how to survive that. And my journey of trying to meet all of the standards and being a person that I was not reached a uh, uh, hard cut at a very young age of 21. When I burned out after finishing college, my second degree in college and uh, in filmmaking, which was supposed to be creative, but was not mm. <laughs> because in college it wasn't deliver in a very creative way so I reached a point when I was burned out I was done with the world I was I had reached the place of success I was directing short movies and acting in movies and I was dancing and I was in tv and you know all this yari 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 stuff that on paper looks so good yet I was empty disconnected lost 
dealing mm. with a rampant anorexia that was um, at times pretty bad, dealing with anxiety, really high anxiety for a 21-year-old woman, uh, and, and flirting with depression in a way that um, yeah, could have gone down in a really bad, bad direction. So the turning point in my story was one night after finishing a tour around Spain on a silly TV show. And I came back home to my mom's place a little bit outside of the city around 11 p.m., really late. Mom normally will have been sleeping. But she was having dinner with a girlfriend. And I was a bit frustrated that she was having dinner with a girlfriend. I was expecting my mom to be there for me that day because I really needed her. Because I was coming to say, Mom, I'm done. I'm checking out of this life. Like, this is, if this is it, if I have a right to everything society was expecting from me, and this is it, I have no business here. And as an artist, there is this touch of um, passion in the way we live life that I believe is inherent to all human beings, but we get stripped away from it. So I was really passionate about being done with, with the way life is going. So my wife's mother listened to me and sent me, recommended me to go to a community, a peace community that is in the middle of Portugal. And that is called Tamera. So I went to this peace community and I decided to stay in silence for 10 days. It was the first time in my life that I was doing something like that. I was 21, but I just felt like I needed to make a heartbreak, to, to, to really empty all the voices in my head that were telling me who I was and figure out who was my inner voice. And at that young age, I didn't really know the depth of this desire. I wasn't aware of how much I was really. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Seeking and craving to reconnect with my essence. For me, it just looked like I'm going crazy. If I don't stop this, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. And it's a long story that I will res- um sum up for you guys as that was for me the the moments that week where I understood that in order for me to be able to live the life that I was wanting, I needed to listen to myself. And since nobody had told me how to do that, I needed to go figure it out. Mm. So with the little savings that I had from working in the modeling industry, I went back to my mom's house, sold my car, gave up my apartment, closed my contracts with my modeling agency, closed my contracts with my um, 
the other little jobs and directing things that I had here and there. Called my partner at the time, said, I don't know when I'm coming back, and left. And in my naive 21-year-old mind, I thought, oh, I'm going to take six months to find out who I am. I'm going to find myself in six months. I'll come back, and I'll tell you all who I am. And I, and I left. This was, it's going to be eight years now, eight years ago. I never went back. <laughs> I still went to Jimmy at home. So I turned around the world twice. I, of course, went back, went back to visit, went back for birthdays, went back to give love, but never went back to live in Spain, never went back to the modeling industry, never went back to the film industry, never went back to the industry yeah. that we have. Um, made out of our, our lives in the West. Mm -hmm. I never went back to that factory. I, as much as I can, every single day of my life, tune back into who I am. What am I meant to do in this world? What did I came here to do? Because one thing I know for sure, and it's each one of us is a unique creature. Yeah. And each one of us brings something unique to the world. And if I don't take the responsibility to bring my uniqueness to the world, the world misses my uniqueness. And nobody else ever, ever again will be able to bring what I bring because it's unique. So I took that responsibility so damn serious. <laughs> <laughs> and that saved my life. That saved me. That is what saved me. That's what in these seven years of journey that we could have seven podcasts about, guided me to find out who I am. Mm -hmm. How do I want to breathe? How do I want to eat? How do I want to behave in my relationships? What is the work I want to do? How do I want to be compensated on my work? What do I want to give? What do I want to receive? Mm -hmm. And how I found all of those things and how I'm still finding them, it's a fascinating journey. It's not about getting nowhere. We all know this is not about destinations, about the journey, but that is so true. Mm -hmm. So I went first into, of course, yoga, meditation, breath work. The ones that were seven years ago were already on the surface, you know. Then I, universe opened doors to me that I couldn't even have guests that were there. You don't see them because of the perspective that you're looking from, not because they're not there. But mm -hmm. if you take one step out of the trace path, the world opens up. If you take one step out of the, of the um, pathway that is light lit with, with, you know, the emergency lights and it's all very clearly uh, <laughs> yeah. advertised. If you take one step out of that, you, you dare to take one step into the garden, the possibilities are infinite. And something I've come to realize is the moment you align yourself with you, even if you're just aligning yourself with the lost version of you, universe supports you. Mm -hmm. Serendipity is a science for me. The moment I'm in alignment to my truth, even if my truth is I'm freaking lost and I don't know where to go, but this is not where I want to be. The universe shows in tradition of Tantra and Taoism. I learned how to activate sensual and sexual energy to heal my body to reconnect my inspiration, to harness motivation, to juice up my adrenals and my neurobiology and uh, to really activate my human avatar to, to, its, to its max every single moment. 
Then I got a scholarship to go to the States and study art therapy and um, somatic therapy. And that was the moment where I feel I merged the things that I was understanding in my mind with my embodiment, with my physical body. And it's when I had the feeling for the first time that I shared with you in the beginning of the podcast, I landed on my body. Right. I was 25. I was in the middle of this training. We did an exercise and suddenly I landed. It's like, oh, cool. This human avatar is where I am, at least for this human journey. So making a long, a seven-year story short. Just, it's, <laughs> yeah, no, you've done nice. an amazing job. You've done an amazing job. And so was that the birthplace of art as medicine? So art as medicine, it's um, a result of this journey, definitely. It all started to um, come into my, my mental awareness around the time I was in San Francisco because after diving deep in ancient wisdom for one or five years in Southeast Asia, I was back in the Western world and I was in California where like the Western world is like turning up the volume, right? Mm -hmm. For the good and for the bad. I had been an artist all my life. I had studied filmmaking. I was a dancer. I um, had been painting all my life, writing poetry, um, playing cello since I was six. And I knew that was my escape. You know, I, I, as a little girl in my room with my shells and, and my songs, that was how I created my world. But then I continued using it in, a subconscious, in an unconscious way, sorry, um, to cope with reality. And the moment I enter the, 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 the field of studying art as a tool for transformation, I realized, wow, if there is something in this world that bypasses cognitive dissonance, mm. and by cognitive dissonance, I'm talking about the incapability of our brains to accept or process information that contradicts our patterns, mm that wall that our minds put up when they don't believe another option is possible and therefore another option becomes impossible for us. That wall is easily bypassed and powerfully bypassed by art. Mm. So I think everybody can relate to at least once in their lifetime being in front of a piece of art where there is a sculpture or a movie or a song or a landscape like the one I have in front of me or a beautiful woman or a beautiful man and being touched so deeply that you understand in a second what love means, or what freedom means, or what liberation means, or what compassion means. And we can talk hours and hours about compassion or hours and hours about love, but it takes looking at the kiss, the painting of the kiss by Gustav Klimt, for a minute to understand the meaning of tender love. Mm. Or I have in front of me this gorgeous ocean and all of this sexy surface. <laughs> and I know there's applies to them as well because I, I have shared this often with um, my surfer friends that for them, the perfection of a wave being wrote, is that the correct way to say? Writing mm -hmm. a wave being, being wrote crisply, perfectly, while the sun is cutting through the water, mm. brings them closer to God mm. than any sermon in church. Yeah. And gives them this feeling, this real feeling of I can do whatever I want 
with the one and only precious life that I have. So when I realized this, or as I started to realize this, I started to think, how can I bring, again, 60-year-old little Lila, how can I bring this to my friends? Mm. How can I share this with my family? How can I bottle up this powerful process that happens through expressing, through creating, through being in a symbiotic dance with the world around us rather than just being an observer or a victim of the reality. Right. And that's when the idea of Art of Megathine started to come up. Um, it was a journey. Mm. And it's like every journey had a lot of uh, moments where I stumbled and I had to fall face first. <laughs> and in those, in those failures, quote unquote, I learned one of the most powerful lessons of my life, which is behind every single one of our challenges, there is a resource. Yeah. There's no challenge that comes to our lives without a resource. And that's where I started to, I started to build the methodology of artist medicine on that, um, I say that mantra, no? It's, if we use the analogy of a, sculpt, a sculpturist, mm-hmm. A uh, sculpturist is using clay, which looks like, could look like anything. Forgive my language, a piece of shit if it's not used yeah. uh, properly. It's just a piece of mud, literally there, right? So it's a really good metaphor for all our crap that we don't know what to do with. <sighs> Yet the sculpturist inhales inspiration from the universe and exhales through her hand, calms a creator just like. God, the universe, or whatever um, your own understanding of this reality is, take something that looks like a big fat problem into a beautiful sculpture. Mm. And that's exactly, that's, that's the, the simple explanation of artist medicine is let us take our human experience as the clay. Let us take the artistic process as the transformation that will turn that clay into beauty. And so through the artistic process, we get given the opportunity to transmute pain into beauty, pain into power, pain into inspiration, fear into motivation. And it's happening. Like all of us today consume videos on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram of people that has turned their lives, their pains, their traumas, their fears into motivation and have millions of views and are touching millions of hearts. And I was sharing this the other day that in the midst of my depression, where I didn't know what was the way out and I was um, numbing myself, like you all know how to, um, I started to watch his videos every night and it became a ritual for me. And so from Jason Silva, I went to, Jay Setti, and then I went to the guys from Gold Coast, and then I started watching all of these videos that even if I just could watch them from my bed, feeling shitty and depressed, they were giving me this feeling that it was possible to turn the spiral in a different direction. Absolutely. I want to make a little cut. Sometimes you are cutting in the video, so I'm just going to continue talking Absolutely. as if you were. Okay, cool. It'll all be there. 
Yeah, I find that um, I find this is really amazing, and I feel really blessed to have this opportunity to sit here. And thank you so much for sharing so openly, so vulnerably. Um, because yeah, you know, like there's a few things in there, many things in there actually to talk to. And there's probably, like you said, at least seven podcasts in this. <laughs> but um, the the kicker is that you know, like I struggled with depression for about seven years, and um, and I actually see exactly what you're saying is that you know, depression is the opposite of expression. You know, it's when you're depressed, you're actually not expressing yourself, and it's somewhat challenging to just diagnose depression into a lack of expression. Um, because I know a lot of people go through a lot of things. And I think there's, there is a bit of a problem in society, humbly from my perspective as well, is that we label depression. Um, you know, there are so many different things that we label under the one umbrella of depression, you know, like, um, and that's a whole nother conversation to be had. But the idea that depression is the opposite of expression, and that has been such a massive, massive, massive tool for me again and again and again, is that, you know, like through my life, because... Is this quote that perhaps you know you don't learn to uh, you don't really shed your demon demons perhaps you learn to live above them you know um, mm. I find you know with depression and having those tendencies especially you know in the 21st century one in two people has depression or anxiety um, I find meditation really supports me you know and it's exactly what you said you know like the going through your challenges you find your resources and so this is something that has been really really potent in my life is you know like it was meditation that brought me through my depression right and mm-hmm. so now i'm a meditation teacher and a meditation coach i go to construction sites i go to it companies i teach you know i have a very different relationship with the world based on what my unique challenge was and the resources that built me through it and then finding that actually i wasn't alone in going through what i went through i just happened to go through what i went through so i can support others on their journey as well mm-hmm. and that was like the kicker and then now it's about you know like bringing that full circle is about finding ways to express that message express that full circle and then i think what you're really sharing is that you know art is not just about you know like seeing a piece or you know like being in a particular space at a particular moment in time it's actually your whole life you know it's your whole way of being like we are the poets we are the artists your life is your tapestry you know, and there's all this unresolved, like you said, you know, in the metaphor of the clay, it's literally like your unprocessed stuff. Can you process it and really like molder your life into what you can see as being the most graceful, beautiful reflection of the resolved in a work? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's so inspiring for me to hear how other people have navigated their, their depression. And I love that you said depression is the opposite of expression. Be ready to be quoted from now on. <laughs> I remember a sentence of uh, my father, Ahmed Al Qadri. He shared this with me. God, I don't know. I was really, really young. And he told me, um, sadness, he didn't call it depression because I was too young to understand depression, but he said, sadness is your soul claiming to be hurt. Right. And I think that is exactly the key of, of what we're trying, to, we're trying to convey here. It's not about the result at the end of the artistic process. That doesn't mm. really even matter. Yeah. It's about listening because art is the process that takes inspiration and uses reality to create something new. And it's that process of sharing, that process of molding reality into something that... Re- 
that reflects the mirror that resonates with what our soul is wanting. Mm -hmm. That is the process that I'm wanting to bring back to humanity because it's something that is, is our birthright. I mean, we are feeling, thinking creatures with five senses in a world of flavor lay beneath our feet to look, to see, to taste, to touch. All of that is not random. It's because we were made, we were designed to create. We are creators. And yet we fucked it all up. Sorry for my language once more. By stripping away, we're stripping ourselves away from our very power, our very essence. And so I love, uh, I'm going to paraphrase uh, Khalid Gibran when he says, creativity comes through you, but not from you. Mm. It is with you, but it belongs not to you. And it's that, for me, the translation of that is transcendence. Mm. We are sick in our souls because we are completely identified with our individual experience. Mm -hmm. Creativity gives us the invitation to transcend our individual story into something bigger, something broader than ourselves. And here is where ceremony, religion, as spirituality and art are actually synonyms. Because what we're doing is we are trying to come back to this connection with the numinous, with the, with the, with the higher realms, with the, I don't know how to put it in words, I'm just reaching my hands to the sky right now. <laughs> Reconnecting with that channel mm. that is bigger than ourselves, that it's, um, that it won't die when we die. And I, think, and I think this is not, um, this is perhaps something that is, you know, less understood today than perhaps it was in the past. Um, you know, right now it's about, and this is coming from, you know, obviously I'm a structural engineer, so I look at things this way, but our biggest tallest, our, our biggest monuments at the moment are the buildings that the banks occupy, you know, because money is something that is worshipped at the moment. But back in the days, you look at some of the cathedrals, especially through like Eastern Europe, Western Europe, you see some of the churches that we had, the architecture that goes into them, the, the paintings on the ceilings, you know, the, the art to really connect people to their soul, to understand, you know, to bridge them from where they are to their aspirations to, you know, what is transcendent, as you said. Yeah, yeah. And I, when I'm here, you're talking about cathedrals. I don't know if there's this thought in my mom that goes like, okay, if someone is listening to this podcast right now and it's in the um, moment of their lives where it looks like, okay, there's no way out of here. I'm not living the life I want, but I have no freaking clue how to change this around. So don't talk to me about cathedrals, right? Don't talk to me about transcendence. Don't talk to me about the Mona Lisa. What do I do now? And here is where like you share with meditation, you know, what is meditation at the end of the day is sitting down and allowing yourself to be in silence and to be with yourself and accepting where you are at, breathing in and out where you are at without battling, without um, resisting, without just coming back to being. The same way with art as medicine, the invitation is come back to the place of yourself that is a creator. And from there, whatever you are wanting to create is up to each one of us in our individual journey. Whether you want to create more sustainability for your community, more peace for your family, 
more abundance for your company. It doesn't really matter. The moment that you reconnect with the creator inside of yourself, everything else will align. You know, the creative process, um, Stephen Kogler talks about hacking the flow state, right? So Stephen Kogler and Jamie Wheel in their book, Stealing Fire. So they talk about how we bring ourselves, how we can bring ourselves intentionally into these states of flow, the state where our human performance is at its peak, uh, the state where the athletes are at when they're competing or politicians are at when they're giving an inspiring speech or artists are at when they're creating. So now let's, let's just imagine for a second, let's get really crazy here and imagine for a second that each one of us could actually access the flow state on demand, right? So the, cre- the, the decision-making process on a flow state is a creativity, is a creation process. Right. When we are operating in that place of ourselves that it's connected to something bigger than ourselves, that is able to make distance, to take a step back from the individual journey that is able to see the possibilities instead of seeing the challenges. From that place, creating the life that you want to live, which was the first question that we started with, is actually a joyful journey. And it is a beautiful reflection of the, of the, of the human experience, which is a journey that starts when we are born and apparently ends when we die. After that, sorry guys, I don't have the answer. (laughs) I don't know what happens after. I'm really happy with that. (laughs) Can I ask you, Leila, for those that are on this journey and looking to perhaps tap in more into their creativity, what um, what would you recommend to them? What would you advise? Oh my God, this is a really big temptation to not... Yeah, I'm actually going to go with my temptation. (laughs) So I I would recommend you guys to come to the Art of Medicine retreat that we're going to be doing in Costa Rica after Envision. I know there are many other things out there that are brilliant, <laughs> but I know that where we're creating is, is an entire framework based precisely on this. And if you cannot make it to Costa Rica in March, I recommend you to first take the whole day today after you listen to the podcast to let these ideas sink in. You know, mm. This was a new idea. Let it sink in. Look at it from different perspectives. Chan- Challenge it. Challenge it inside of our mind and have that conversation with our own, your own cognitive dissonance. Because if there is a part of yourself that is telling you right now, this is another woo-woo bullshit, or this is not going to work, or my problems are too big to solve them this way, that's your cognitive dissonance. That's the part of your brain that is designed to keep you where you're at. It's the part of ourselves that are designed to keep us safe, to keep us um, from being eaten by the lion, let's mm-hmm. say that. And so have a dance with that part of yourself and also have a dance with the part of yourself that can't believe that everything is possible. You could actually um, create the life that you want to create. And from there, find what are the most natural ways for you to express yourself. And don't get too complicated. Dancing is a simple way. Play some soundtrack in your home, close the doors and dance like nobody's watching because nobody's watching. Singing. Creative writing, one of the exercises I give my clients always is, okay, every day, take 10 minutes to do automatic writing. 
just write, write. If nothing comes, literally write blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Something will come through. And once you open the Pandora box, it starts flowing and you're going to be blown away by what you're holding inside of yourself. Mm. There's generations, centuries of wisdom in, within each one of us blocked, waiting to be listened to, waiting to be heard and becoming sicknesses because we are not paying attention to them. Mm. It's like you know, storing some food at the, at the bottom of your backpack and never mm -hmm. looking at it and it's getting voting and it's starting to smell and it's starting to create problems. So allow, find whatever it is that you need to connect with that stream of creativity, that inspiration. Because if we look at the etymology of the word inspiration, inspiration is inspiring. It's taking in, you know, in, in, in Spanish, inspirar means to breathe in. Mm -hmm. Take in, and then once you have taken breathing in, if you hold for more than ten seconds, you really need to breathe out, mm -hmm. and that is going to happen automatically. Where the 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 breathe out the the thing that you release into the world is that life that you wanting to create, and it is the process. Remember that it is the process, and every single step of that process is valuable. Every single challenge. Is hiding a resource. Every part of the hero's journey is going to take the hero to where he needs to arrive. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> Can I ask you a question then? Who is, yeah. um, who inspires you the most? Like what is your kind of, you know, what inspires your evolution? Um, oh, good question. Well, this is like saying, who do you love more, your mom or your dad? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say at the top, top, top of my inspiration is music and nature. The combination of both of them works miracles for me. Yeah. Um, right there with nature and music are humans that have transcend their own individual story and mm. are on a path of, of sharing and a path of inspiring the world and a path of, you know, have made inspiration their personal mission. Mm. I could drop some names. I already did mention uh, Jason Silva. I love um, speakers like Marion Williamson, Renee yeah. Brown, how they have used their, their struggles. Um, Amy Cuddy. They have used their struggles to, they have used the journey of overcoming their struggles to inspire the world. Mm. Um, but also the brave kids in my neighborhoods that had no resources whatsoever and made its way to become a poet or become a you know, successful artist or an inspired person. So humans, nature, and art are my inspiration. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I can narrate down that. Or <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so um, is there, like, on your journey, um, like, is there a book that you would recommend for the listeners to tune into? Like, is there a book that speaks to you more than the others? Well, there are many books. If you are on the beginning of this journey and wanted to take the first shy steps to connect with your creativity. I recommend you um, Julia Cameron, The Creative Journey, I believe. Uh, 
creator's journey. I might be saying the wrong, the title wrong. I'll look it up. I'll get it in the show notes. But look at them. Yeah, share with them the, the link. And uh, it's a good book that helped me in the beginning. But honestly, honestly, guys, if you're wanting to connect with your internal creativity, probably look less into the books mm. and more into the world. Mm-hmm. Go out, running nature, dance barefoot, dance under the rain, eat with your hands, paint a big canvas with lots of colors, get out of the, of the trace path that the world has told you is the one and only to walk. Get the fuck out of there going to the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Figure it out on your own. That's going to activate your internal and creator. And yes, there are awesome books out there. <laughs> but the first step, I wouldn't send them to the books. I will send them out into the world Makes to explore sense. it. No, I love that. Thank you so much for what you're sharing in that as well, because there's, it takes some courage. But um, absolutely, you know, like what you're sharing is really profound because I remember walking the path, you know, I, um, I studied really well, graduated, you know, did really well at university, did all the things I think were much the same in that regard. And all the expectations were met and exceeded because we could. Um, and then it got to a point where um, I realized that I sort of didn't believe in any opportunity outside of the opportunity that I had because that's what I was brainwashed into believing that everything life had bestowed me was such a gift. Um, and it was such a gift, but then when you take one step off the beaten path, you realize that you've been brainwashed into the one opportunity that you were following. There's actually, like you said, infinite potential outside of that, you know, and that is something that you don't really realize until you take that step. And I think that's a really powerful message that you've brought home again and again in this episode, Um, which is, yeah, just have the courage. Yeah, please. Sorry. Yeah, so just in in that, because I love when you said, walking out of the beaten path, right? Mm-hmm. Love that expression. Uh, and and, and not, not even knowing that there was another possibility. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is the way we program. We brilliantly program. I don't know who invented the whole mm-hmm. thing, but it did a good job, actually. Because you can tell a kid a thousand mm-hmm. times that a, that a candle burns, right? But it takes the kid one second of his little finger on the fire to know that fire burns for the rest of his life, right? Yeah. So we take humans and we give them an experience as they're growing up, school, church, supermarkets, shopping mall. We give them an experience of this compartmentalized, um, really directed life. So th- they don't know, we don't know that there's another option, that there's another way. And this is why the work I am suggesting, it's, I'm, I'm saying is the bridge between mindset and embodiment. Because what we do, what we invite people to do is Come over here and touch this other fire. Have this other experience. I can tell you a thousand times that you are free. But if I take you skydiving with the right music and I create the right experience for you, you're going to finish that experience knowing that you're actually inside of yourself have the register of freedom. However we access that is what we and, and our best friends, the experienced creators and experienced designers, are doing our best to, to create for the world is mm. how can we give humans that experience that we have robbed them from with the way we grow up? How can we take their bodies into states of flow? How can I help someone produce the amount of dopamine, oxytocin, and serotonin that that person needs to shift the mindset from one of stuck in one direction in lack of freedom to one of 
Abundance. I can do anything I want. Mm. I'm abundant. I'm free. I'm an endless source of inspiration. And it takes like the same. It's the same like the little kid putting the finger on the candle. It takes one moment of embodied experience with your entire being, your soul, your emotions, your mind, and your body. Experiencing freedom, and you know freedom is possible. Now we'll figure it out the way there again. <laughs> we know it's possible. Absolutely. Man, thank you so much for sharing. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> I, have, um, I have one last question to ask you, and it is by no means my least question. Um, beyond the name, beyond the work, beyond the trials, beyond the tribulations, beyond nature, beyond music, beyond art, beyond therapy, it is metaphysical. Who is Layla? Oh, damn. I may need 10 years more to answer that question. <laughs> the last time you said you're leaving for six months, you left for eight years. So this time you said you're leaving for 10 years. When will you be there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's a really big question. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. Honestly, I think that experiencing that question to its depth mm. it's 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 my life mm. that's that's it and it's not a seeking for an answer though because if something i've learned through backpacking the world from ashram to ashram is that there isn't an answer mm. that fits it all truth is subjective to every moment that we are experiencing it so finding the answer to that question will be a doing process where I believe that the answer of that question is a beingness. Mm. And every single second that I am present and aware, which I'm aiming to be 100% of my awake time, um, we get in there. <laughs> every, every single second that I'm present and aware, That's so that is the question. That is the work. That is the beingness. Not even work. Mm. It's just beingness. My father, again, my dear father told me once uh, in one of those days that I came back from college completely stressed out because I didn't know what I was going to Dad, what am I going to do with my life? He <laughs> <laughs> was like, there's nothing to do. Just let it blossom. Your life is being why you worry what to do with it. So beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, yeah, you know, thank you for obviously your time here today, Leila. Really appreciate, you know, you sharing so openly, so vulnerably, so beautifully, so gracefully. Um, the insights about, you know, your struggles and the challenges and how to transmute them through art and the potential that it has to really heal. Um, but also, you know, not just today, obviously the work that goes into like the past and all the energy that, you know, you've had to curate and cultivate and move through and work through to bring this to the world as part of your work and you're doing such an amazing job, you know, holding these retreats and powering women all over the world. Um, so, yeah, just deep, deep gratitude for who you are and the work you've done. And, um, yeah, and, you know, on behalf of, you know, New Fight Evolution, just wishing you all the best for everything that's coming and, you know, the way ahead and the future and so many blessings um, on the path and, and um, 
as art as medicine than, than yourself, Layla. So tell us more for those that um, ultimately want to get in touch with you. What's the best way to get in touch with Layla? So I will say that, well, first, thank you for having me here and thank you for doing the work that you do as well. Because, yeah, I, you, know, you know the backstory of, for me, inspiring evolution is the, is the mission of this lifetime. So it was a pleasure to be here and, and share with you um, and with your audience. How can you guys find me? Um, I share a lot of content in social media. Um, mostly Instagram and Facebook. My name and second name gets you there. And when it comes to following up with the work or joining uh, for the experiences that we are creating, very specially I recommend anybody ready to take the leap and become a conscious creator of their reality to join us in Costa Rica. We are going to take a highly curated group in an amazing experience for a week right after Envision. Uh, all the information for these offerings is found in my website, which is .com. You can also find access to my videos, to the video that you mentioned, to my YouTube channel. You can write me an email that I personally receive and I personally reply. It can sometimes take me a few days, but I'm always replying. Uh, and you can also, I'm still offering, and I think I'm going to keep it for as long as I can afford uh, time ways to do it. I'm offering a 30 minutes free consultation with anybody that feels, okay, this woman and her message resonates with me in some way. But even if you don't really know why is it resonating or what it is that you actually are looking for, I give you those 30 minutes of my time and your time to, to chat, to sit down, to say, what do you want to go? Where are you at? What do you want to go? And how do we build that bridge? Amazing. And whether it is with me or I point you to, you know, the right source, but I really like to, to offer this, um, back to the universe this, this free time to chat with people so you can also have access to that on my website oh, amazing thank you so much i'll put the link to that in the show notes as well and uh yeah Layla, thank you so much for your time and your energy here today and the generous offer to support in the community going forward as well thank you very much Have to talk soon much love Hey tribe, thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of the Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is www.amrit-sandu.com. You can leave me a message or a comment. It's one of my highest values to connect, so I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook, Amrit Sandu. And if the content has been resonating with you, you can help the Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to the Inspired Evolution, or the Facebook page, like that please, at the Inspired Evolution, or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an Apple device. And also, if the Inspired Evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you, or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level, you can head on over to www.amrit-sandu.com to see how the Inspired Evolution can help you and your team thrive. Much love, tribe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.